Welcome, everybody, to What the France is Real Estate. A uh, special treat. We're actually having two podcasts in one week. And we're obviously doing this from a different location, eh, Stevie? Yes. Gotta love it. Um, we, have a, we had a treat today. Uh, I want to introduce everybody to Dan Wood. Um, as, as we're kind of starting this new agent series, uh, Dan, I've known Dan for about 12 years, 13 years now. Ah, it's been a while anyways. Um, he, he always is a creative, uh, he was a creative real estate agent. Now he's a very creative coach and we wanted to bring him on to kind of ask him to pick his brain, uh, what he'd be doing in his first year of real estate if we were to start all over again. But uh, I'm horrible at introductions. So Dan, please introduce yourself, share who you are. Awesome. Yeah, man. 12 years. It's actually, it's probably been too long. I'll tell you that for how long I've known you. <laughs> Just kidding. I <laughs> uh, super appreciate you having me. And yeah, I 100% can relate to the brand new real estate agent because I literally, literally thought it was like any other job where you go to McDonald's and they're going to teach you for two weeks how not to burn the fries. And then I got into real estate and they're like, there's your desk. If you got questions, ask. And I'm like, are you kidding? You're going to let me run around with a 300. At that time, the average was like 300,000. So I'm like, you're going to let me run around with a $300,000 contract and just wing it? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. How are you, how am I not working under a person? I just have to come to come and ask questions. So yeah, I don't know where to start. So I didn't feel comfortable or confident doing that with my own friends and family and sphere of influence. So I deliberately went after a cold business. That way, if I totally royally screwed up, I wasn't like messing up my own family. Um, and so anyways, the the first month in business, 30 days later, I, I'm so excited because I come into the office and I'm like, boom, 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 boom. And I line up the whole front counter with folders and the front desk secretary. She's like, oh, what's this? I'm like, oh, it's all the deals I did. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, I did a bunch of deals. Was, um, first of the month payday. Like, I didn't know how anything worked and they wanted to fire me and sue me because I didn't do anything right. And I'm like, well, we got 11 deals now to put together. And like, I, I totally didn't know what I was doing. It, it was a, a nightmare of a, a start, except for like, I had a really strong start because most agents don't do 11 deals in their first month. Mm -hmm. So it was um, uh, interesting to say the least. So I discovered really early that my strength is marketing and my what I'm not good at is paperwork. So I decided from day one, I'm not going to touch paperwork. I don't. I want to see clients, but really I shouldn't be the one doing the contracts. So I ended up setting up like doing agent agent referrals and all I, all I would focus on was generating leads. And um, in any market, it's the listings that you really want to focus on. So primarily buyer leads were the easiest for me to generate, but with a little bit of focus and attention, I, I was able to uh, pull up that listing business. So I'll just share some out of the box ideas on how you guys can get more more listings how's that yeah. the, awesome um, I, i'm just quickly picturing in my head too what our front desk would do if we just showed up with 11 deals that hadn't been processed in the last month oh my god i should have been fired yeah. yeah i should have been fired <laughs> i really should have been um yeah. but anyways they they it was a miracle that i wasn't and then um yeah so anyways here i am still standing today in the real estate business but uh the first month not very fun for me um anyways so out of the box thinking I set up um, an actual moving box company. And the reason for that, and Nathan, I don't even know if you know I did this, but I, 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 bought, this actually. I bought a transport truck load worth of boxes. It cost me a couple thousand dollars. So it wasn't 
cheap, but it was because it paid off big time. So I paid a couple thousand dollars for these moving boxes, and then I would put them as kits for sale on Craigslist and Kijiji and Facebook Marketplace. And every day, daily, I would have people reaching out. And guess what they were wanting? Moving boxes. Why do people want moving boxes? <laughs> because they're moving. And so not everybody um, had already purchased or sold. Some of the people were buying these boxes because they were getting ready to purchase and or sell. And so I was just striking up conversations. So it was a way to get paid to prospect. Um, plus, it was more than break even. I actually made a profit on the boxes. So I paid 2000 for the boxes. But then at the end of the day, I probably made like 4000 or 5000 or something like that for the boxes. So I, it was an awesome marketing strategy. Um, I did have to store all the boxes and that took a, 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 like a storage unit. So there was a cost with that. But I literally had people coming to me for these moving boxes. I was giving them to clients as um, part of the closing package. If they did a deal with us, they got a moving package. Um, I was bundling them up and selling them to other agents. And agents were buying these box packages for their clients as a, like a gift. And um, yeah, it was a really cool strategy. It worked out really well. But I want to go back to that too, because if I remember correctly, did you have them branded, those ones? Yeah, no. So I actually, there's, um, believe it or not, there's a box broker. There's people that buy boxes from like Samsung. They, they, they'll, they'll get all these different size boxes for their products and say they buy 5,000 boxes, but they only really had 4,000 products. They have a thousand boxes left over that are brand new. Um, but they've got like labeling and packaging stuff on them. And, um, so anyways, I, he would buy those at a significant discount and then sell them to me. So he was like a broker of, of boxes. So no, they weren't branded. They okay. um, generally, they were, they were all new and flat and folded and clean, but um, they might have like printing of some sort of branding on it that was un, unrelated. So yeah, there was branding, but it wasn't me or real estate. What I would do was go to uh, Staples and you can get those print your own labels. And um, you can get like um, an eight and a half, 11 is like this size, right? So cut it in four and you got four labels. And um, yeah, we, we would have like a um, kitchen and then like a bunch of lines so that they could write out what's in the kitchen. Mm. And that label had our branding on it. But I would only do that for our clients, not for everybody that was buying the boxes. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So. I was just wor working with a uh, client earlier this year, a uh, coaching client, and uh, she did 400 CMAs in her neighborhood. It was a lot. So she paid her son to walk up every street and took a real photo with a real camera. And then they put that real photo on the cover of a CMA. And so all the CMAs were pretty much the same because it was just a, a snapshot of the neighborhood over the last 12 months. But they did 400 of those homes and hand delivered 400 of them. And at the time, she had 25 listing appointments just solely from that. I don't know. There's there's got to be more from it now at this point because I haven't talked to her since. But um, to get 25 listing appointments, like most agents are doing, what, six a year? I don't know. Not 25. Yeah. And so she took the effort. Um, to go up and down. So in the report, it had like a 60-year trend. 
like a whole snapshot, like the whole ever since history mm-hmm. started on the MLS, basically for her area. Um, recent solds that was in the in the report as well. And then um, I suggested to her to include a QR code linking to her house value page. Um, because with COVID, like I, at least in BC, which is where I'm at right now, um, a lot of the restaurants are really pushing no more menus that you have to yeah. use the QR code. And back in the day when QR codes first started, they were kind of gimmicky because you had to like download an app for it and they were just nerdy and dumb all around, but, um, they worked. I use them on our for sale signs and they work like despite what people want to say and laugh and joke about them, they actually do work. And especially now with our phones, not needing an app, just hold your phone up and open up the camera and it opens up a QR code. So I suggest if you do that sort of door knocking thing um, to include a QR code, any direct mail that you guys are going to do, definitely use a Mm -hmm. QR code, either one to your seller page and or one to your buyer page as well. Yeah, it's kind of just I want to quickly touch on that QR code thing, too, because back again, you said back in the day, people weren't used to it. Now people are experiencing it absolutely everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. As you said, every restaurant you go into, it's the way our vaccination status is now scanned and everything. Are, are you yeah. where are you getting your QR codes from? Um, I know I use QR. Was it QR generator? Is a website. I guess. Yeah. Where are you getting your QR codes? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll do a quick little search. There's a couple. Um if you can build it right into your website, like some websites automatically make it, um, uh, Canva, if any of your, a lot of us are using Canva to design our ads, you can yeah. uh, use Canva. It's built into that for free. If you Perfect. just search free QR code generator, there's a couple of them. Um, just pick the one that works the best. Yeah. Like I used to use, uh, Bitly also works. If you use, uh, have a Bitly account. Uh, you can use mm-hmm. Bitly for that as well. So it depends. It's, it doesn't matter. I mean, a QR code is a QR code. Just yeah. right. It's a block of blocks. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, so when I first started, one of my biggest challenges was that my broker was like, okay, uh, you have to call all your friends and family in sphere of influence. I'm like, great. What do you want me to say? And he's like, well, that you're not too busy for their referrals. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I like I haven't talked to Joe Blow in five years. I'm supposed to just magically be his best friend again because I got my real estate license. Like it just didn't bring me joy. It made me feel like a scab. It made me not want to do that business, (laughs) basically. And so um, I reframed it where I became a professional fun haver. So every single month I would have something fun on my horizon that I could invite and include people in. So whether it be like Nathan, we were just talking about the goat yoga thing. That was actually something I, I saw a trending on Facebook. I'm like, dude, that's such an awesome idea. I want to do goat yoga. So I contacted a farm. I said, you got goats? Yeah. Okay. Can we come by and do some yoga? And the guy said, yeah, like, I don't know. I framed it differently when I talked to him, but it, it kind of went that way. And then I didn't have anybody to instruct us on yoga. So I just posted on Facebook saying, Hey, do any of you do yoga or Pilates instructing? I got something fun coming up you might want to do. And a bunch of people commented. So I got them involved. Then it was like a fun, positive experience. So I called the local newspaper and I said, hey, we got this farm and a bunch of goats and a goat yoga thing happening. Maybe you want to come by and take a photo. And they said, yeah. And so I just leveraged it for the media. And so every single month, I would schedule something that was fun and experiential in my area. 
We did a self-defense class. We did uh, make and take where people would show up and make things and then take it based on different seasons. So Halloween or Christmas or something like that. Yeah. Um, I did a Segway tour. You could do uh, golf lessons at the driving range. Like anything you want to do every month, I had something fun on my horizon. And that gave me a, an excuse to call Nathan again. It's been two months. Hey, Nathan, we got this thing. You don't want to do goat yoga? What's wrong with you? Anyways, what's up? What's new? <laughs> so like, it's just a fun way to break the ice and to, can you, to continually be able to connect and reconnect with people. Now, when I'm talking to people about these fun, positive experience things that I have, um, I do have in the back of my mind plan B, which is business. So if, depending on the conversation and dialogue I'm having with Nathan or Laura or, or Stevie or whoever I'm talking to, I can slide that in. So um, my favorite one is the nosy neighbor alert. So I actually would call my whole database directly with this idea. And that would be the reason for the phone call. And that's the nosy neighbor alert. So I pick up the phone and Stevie answers the phone. I'd be like, hey, Stevie, what's up? It's Danny Wood at ABC Realty. You, you got a minute? And then she would say, yeah, and be like, awesome, Stevie. So you can totally relax. I'm not asking you to buy a home or sell a home, um, but I do have something that's kind of cool and it's uh, in your area. So can you just hear me out and play along for a second? And she'd say, yeah. And like, awesome. So Stevie, if you can guess how many homes do you think sold in your neighborhood last year? Do you think it was like three, eight, 12, 20? And you can be totally wrong. Just throw out a wild number and they'll say a number. It doesn't even matter what they say. She says six. I'd repeat whatever number she says, six. Okay, you would agree that's not a very overwhelming or spammy number, because if it was six, we have this system that what it does is it emails you all the activity just in your neighborhood. And you're going to see all the homes for sale, but you're also going to see pictures of the home renovations that people have done to properly property similar to yours. You're going to see pictures of the home staging uh, that people are doing in your area of property that's similar to yours. And it's totally free. It's not going to cost you anything. And I'm already setting people up. So it would be of no bother for me to include you. And I didn't want you to miss out. So what do you think the best email is for you to get included on that? I use that long, awkward silence as my magic ninja, like getting things that I want because people hate that lot, that silence and they're so uncomfortable with it. So because I la left off on the last thing of like, what's, what's the best email? I'll just include you on that. And I'll just ride that out for 30 seconds if I have to until they say it. So they'll they'll say the email and then I'll just repeat it out loud. I'll be like, okay, Stevie at Stevie.ca. Great. Did I spell it correctly? And I, I would like spell it out loud. Um, and then I'd say, hey, Stevie, so I really want to like narrow this in just for you. So what's your what's your mailing address, postal code and everything? I really want to dial this in for you. So now I'm getting her phone number. I've got her name. Um, I've got her email. And now I've got her mailing address. So this is a great exercise for any brand new agent or any ex existing seasoned agent. This is something that you should do at least once to update and clean up your database. You're going to fill in missing holes. If you look at most databases, we've got the emails, but we're missing the phone numbers. Or we've got the, the phone numbers, but we're missing the emails. Like there's a lot of cheese whiz happening not cheese whiz, Swiss cheese happening with our databases and we're missing a lot of information. And this exercise just gives us the, the ability to get name, phone number, email, and mailing address. It doesn't cost you anything. So it's not like you have to pay for another third-party subscription as a real estate agent. You don't have to pay for some fancy tool because all I'm going to do is now that I have that information, I'm just going to set Stevie up as if she was a buyer 
in my MLS. Only instead of the whole city, I'm just going to say uh, polygon search or list off the names of the streets. Like, mm -hmm. however, you're you have different agents in different areas and on different boards. So it depends on the board they're on. But anyways, you can narrow that criteria down. So it's just that one little pocket. And now guess what? They have a real estate related drip that is branded and coming from you. And it's local and relevant to them. And it's free for both of you. Plus, as the real estate agent, it's automated. Once you set that person up, just automatically, they're going to be getting listings that, that fit that pocket. Yeah. If you're going to be emailing your clients, like fix your roof tips and cooking recipes and all that other stuff, I'm not knocking it. Go for it. If that's like another part of your touch program. But if you don't have this nosy neighbor in your touch program, this is a good starting point. So the nosy neighbor alert. Mm. Just, uh, one thing I love too is I don't think I've ever ran into a single person that has ever said, no, I don't want to know what's going on in my neighborhood. Like, like yeah. everybody yeah, I mean, wants to know what every house sells for, right? Yeah, it's you'll get some people that you, you'll get some people that are like, oh, well, we're renting. A lot of pe some people are renting in that area. And um, so I, I'll, I'll say to the, those people, hey, that's great. I totally appreciate that. Uh, on occasion, like sometimes once a year, we do like um, uh, uh, in uh, buying your first home seminar. We have these rent to own programs as well and uh, whatnot. Would it be OK if I just included you in the loop in the future for maybe some other things along those lines? And I just like still try to build and grow my database with a person now. I have a couple hidden rules. If a person is going to give me their name, their phone number, their email and their mailing address, well, they have a trust and confidence with me that I should probably reach out and add them on Facebook and Instagram. So I'm going to reach, I'm going to search them up on Facebook, add them as a friend. And then on Facebook, um, when you send a person a message, you can actually send a voice recording. So I always follow up with a voice recording of, and it's never like, hey, like my business page. Yeah. Me, if you right. do that, just you can unfriend me now. So I, yeah. I, when I connect with a person, it has nothing to do with me asking them to do anything. It is just me saying, hey, awesome connecting. Good to hear your voice. We'll be, we'll be in touch. Like that, like something clean and simple like that. So I would look them up on Facebook. I would look them up on Instagram or whatever platform you happen to use. Yeah. Then, because you have their mailing address, I would actually be sending them an old school handwritten letter. Mm -hmm. Most people don't do that these days. And it is it makes a huge impact that I was actually um, at a cleaner. I, I have a cleaner for my rental properties and I, I had to drop by her house when I was back in Ontario last time. And um, I saw on her board a handwritten letter that I sent her years ago. I sent it a long time ago, like a really long yeah. time ago. I was thanking her for her efforts and what she does for me. And um, she she had that up on her board in her home. So anyways, people really do like old school mail and you've yeah. got the mailing address. So I suggest <clears throat> if you're looking for a plan on this three a day, call three people a day, three a day, three a day, three a day. The reason I suggest three is because each phone call is going to be what, 10, 15 minutes in time. So that's like mm -hmm. 30 to 45 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. Plus you have to like log into your MLS and set them up on the prospect match. Plus you have to like log into your CRM and add them as a contact in your database. Plus you mm -hmm. want to like look them up on social media. So now you're probably really looking at more like an hour and a, or an hour and a half of time. Do you mm -hmm. know how hard it is to get anybody 
especially a real estate agent to do anything for an hour a day. It's like <laughs> pulling hair, man. And so I suggest you do this before you check Facebook, before you check your email, before you do any of the other things that are attention pullers, because all of the social media, your email, all that is somebody else sending you a message for you to respond to. That's mm -hmm. what it is. And so we, we like get down this rabbit hole of looking at goats wearing pajamas and a half hour later, you're like, shoot, I didn't do any prospecting today. And um, so anyways, I suggest like three a day, three a day, three a day, because this is a marathon. You don't have to sprint to win, um, especially mm -hmm. in this business. So if you could just stay true to three a day, three a day, three a day, three a day for two months and build up the habit of you just doing that, dude, the business is going to come for no cost. And the easy effort is like jo a joy. It's it's fun talking to those types of people on the phone. It's fun having that type of conversation because it's not full of objection handling and rejection and all this other stuff. So I suggest mm -hmm. that is a really good one. And I love um, it too because it's not the hard sale either, right? Like it's these are just easy conversations where you're bringing and contributing value to people's lives. And you're yeah. not trying to sell them. Yeah. You know what I've... Sorry, I was just oh, going to no. say, before you move on from this point, just because this has been stuck in my head now, talking back on the point that you were talking about um, when making that phone call and the power of that silence, right? Like letting that hang for 30 seconds if you need to. So I just wanted to touch on that really quickly because that is like so incredibly true how powerful that, uh, that silence is. And in one example that I can use that um, I noticed the most with agents is when they actually are in a listing interview or in a listing presentation, Whenever agents get asked about commission, what's your commission? So many agents, especially newer agents who are a little bit inexperienced, so many agents will automatically, because they get nervous when they're asked that question, they'll just start talking. And sometimes they'll end up negotiating their commission when they didn't even need to. A lot of the time people are just asking. And so something that I've learned is that when you are asked about your commission, you say whatever it is in your area, the standard's 5% in our marketplace. And you just say it's 5% and you shut up. You don't say anything. You let them sit there and just like stew in it for a minute, right? But so many agents get nervous that they'll, they'll right off the hop, they'll say, well, it's 5%, but if they don't get a response right away, they start talking about how, well, it's negotiable or blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they'll end up actually giving up some of their commission when they never had to because they are too uncomfortable with just sitting in that silence for a minute. So um, I just wanted to touch on that because I feel like that silence is so powerful for sure. That silence um, trick, not that it's a trick, but uh, anyways, that, that whole thing with silence working in my favor, I, I really honed that in when I was converting internet leads. Because when I'm calling and converting an inter internet lead, um, generally speaking, they're a really low conversion rate. You need to get 100 leads to close two to four deals. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so that, that requires a lot of no's. That requires a lot of objection. That requires a lot of fake emails and people angry that you're even calling them to begin with. And um, so anyways, that that silence I used as a, a tool in my favor to actually shift the tide. So I, a lot of the times I just plant something of like, well, if you were to move, where would you move to next? Oshawa or Whippy? And I would literally just stop talking and shut up. And that encourages them because I, I just want a conversation. So that that one sentence of like, well, if you were to move, where would you move to next? A or B? And you put the words in their mouth it forces them to correct you. And now that they've corrected you, now that you've got a conversation flowing, you're like, oh, well, hey, when that time comes, um, do you have a realtor that you'll be working with? 
no, blah, 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 like whatever. So yeah. it's just an easy segue. And mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely a, a big tool. You know what I realized? My camera is like a, a gray scale. And that's because I was shooting video the other day and I had certain settings. So <laughs> my camera is just not going to look good. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, no, it's all right. It looks good, man. Yeah, you're fine. Cool. Okay. So um, seller leads, one, a really obvious logical choice for me in the early days was Google. I mean, I'm, there people are directly going to Google right now in your city, typing in, like if I'm from mm -hmm. Oshawa, typing in Oshawa house values, Oshawa home values, Oshawa house prices, Oshawa home prices, Oshawa real estate market, like how to sell my home, how to sell a home. Those are words that people are directly going to Google and typing in. Well, damn, that's what I want to be found for. So I'm, I mean, people, real estate agents will target everything under the sun. Real estate for sale, homes for sale, property for sale. That's fine. You're going to get traffic to your website of people that are wanting to look at listings, but that doesn't mean that they want to talk to you as a realtor. It also if I was to choose, do I go after buyers or do I go after sellers? If I had a limited budget, which I would assume most people do, you want to go after the seller. So we get a list of all the seller related terms and you target both Google and Bing. Yes, yeah. Bing. Just because none of us on this call actually use Bing and we make fun of people who do use Bing, people are using yeah. Bing and most real estate agents are not on that platform advertising. So if I had an $800 budget and I put 400 on Google and I put 400 on Bing, both budgets would max out, meaning there is that much people on Bing that are using it. Okay, that's cool. So 400 and 400. Now, because there's so many more advertisers on Google, there's a higher cost per click and there's less people advertising on Bing. There's a lower cost per click. So for the same $400, I'm getting more clicks on Bing. So maybe you want to like do like, um, I don't know, $600 on Bing and the, the rest on Google. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. definitely be on Google for sure as the first. If you're only going to pick one, fine, pick Google. But if you have a bigger budget, I would diversify it a little bit and spread it out over to Bing because there's way less competition. And you can target mm -hmm. um, house values, home values, house prices, home prices. And those people, I would just drive them to your seller page. Yeah. Nice. I'm super curious how many people are like, what is a Bing right now? I almost <laughs> want to Google yeah. it. <laughs> Bing is that, that web browser that you delete when you buy your new computer? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Facebook ads still to this day, even though um, the rules have changed with how we advertise on Facebook, we used to be able to use demographics and target people of a certain age that spoke a certain, like your language that lived in a certain area. We used to be able to target them on Facebook. Now it's like a broad shotgun marketing where facebook is like well you have to target the whole city and everybody in it despite age and everything else and mm -hmm. so it's not nearly as targeted as it used to be but the cost per lead is still on the lowest end so if i was to do google ads generally speaking a cost per lead is like eight dollars to fifteen dollars is what i'm hearing and seeing most people and if i talk to people on facebook like real estate agents getting leads on Facebook, um, it's usually more like two to six dollars in and mm -hmm. around that. Like, could be even lower than two dollars, but anyways, two to six is like a realistic, common answer. And so, uh, Facebook ads is a good option as well. 
Um, I'm going to skip over a couple. Actually, I don't I want to tell you YouTube ads is really cool, but it's more for branding and not a brand new agent because YouTube isn't mm -hmm. good at um, people are watching your video, but they don't really click to leave to go to another website and then fill in their information. Like it's very rare. Mm -hmm. um, if if it's a branding play, YouTube is brilliant because you can actually target people that are about to move. Um, Google and YouTube have this thing called in-market advertising where they can you can target people who are in the market to buy a car. Um, you can target people who are in the market to buy a home. And you can target people who are in the market to move soon. Um, you can target people who are in the market to rent a home soon. So they have these mm. categories and they're predicting who's moving soon. The challenge is when we advertise and can target them on YouTube, um, they got nowhere to click. Like they do, but most people don't even know where to click. Yeah, and already get a capture, yeah. Yeah. So actually, I want to skip that part because it's not very for it's not for new agents. Um, oh, mass blasting your database. So I, I used to use Top Producer as my CRM back in the day, and mm -hmm. uh, I have one email that I would send out every January, and it would just say. Um, there's a, a function in databases called mail merging where you can merge a person's name or you can merge information from the CRM. So I would mail merge um, first name. So I'd say, Nathan, were you thinking of moving in 2022? Question mark. And I would send that out to my whole database. But when I send that out, it would replace Nathan's, Nathan's name with Stevie's name when it sends to her. And yeah. vice versa. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. I, I sent it as plain text, no pictures, no banners, no graphics, no anything, just straight up plain text. And I even I even at the bottom said sent by iPhone, because back in the day when you used to send <laughs> emails from your phone, it used to say that. So I made my CRM. I typed that out so that it looked like it came from my phone because I wanted people to feel like I was actually me reaching out and texting them. And so if you just do that email once a year, this is good timing. We're coming to the end of this year. Uh, just that one simple email. Uh, or were you thinking of moving in 2022? You don't need a lot. How many responses are going mm -hmm. to make it worth it? One? Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely would consider doing that. Um, are for sale signs. So when you have a listing you really want to maximize that for as much as you can. So obviously you would put like a sign rider on the top that says whatever. I don't know what you guys have it say, but I'm going to make a couple suggestions. Um, when it's for sale, we put a dangler on the bottom of the sign. Um, and that dangler would say uh, for pictures, price and info text featured to 905-903-5442. That's my cell number. And just random people were literally just texting me the word featured. I knew they were standing out front of one of our listings. It didn't cost me anything. I wasn't paying for some sort of automated robot service. I, I just built it right into my science to text me. And people were. And they would text me the word featured. And, they, and now I have a real conversation with a real person about one of our listings. It's an easy conversation to have. Um, so the, How Sorry, Dan, just like if you had that on multiple ones, like would you ask them which listing they're standing or like how would you do that? Yeah, um, great question. So to answer them, I actually built a, a landing page on our website that would be like 
your my website slash featured and it mm-hmm. automatically had all of our listings of just That's- the team mm-hmm. right so at at the height of things like we would probably average like 16 listings at a time so it wasn't that much it wasn't like hundreds mm-hmm. and thousands of listings it was like one page right so it just automatically had all of the listings uh-huh. and so i would just send them the link to that because it automatically was updated so say that mls listing had a price change or we took it off the market and relisted it type of thing. Um, the the links are all different, like they change, right? So mm-hmm. by me building that as a, a, a safety net, that's where I would drive all the answers to. Amazing. Yeah. Good I, question. Yeah. I, I love that the concept too were behind the for sale sign. I had an aha moment a few years back where, um, no pun intended, but your sign was extra real estate of capture, right? And, and I... A lot of times as agents, we don't think about how do we have a call to action or a capture on our sign. Uh, oh, dude. So I love that. I love that version. Like it's, it's great. We, we included a QR code. So the top, the part, the part that goes on the top of the sign had a QR code so that people could snap there. And then the bottom dangler was the text featured to 905-903-5442 mm-hmm. or visit. And then we had the website. Uh, at that time, it was openhouse-tour.com slash featured. Um, the reason, oh, side note, that website doesn't exist anymore, but the reason I focused on open houses is because of all the internet leads that I could go after who was hopping into a car this weekend, the people looking at open houses. So I didn't even have to do the open houses. I just had to master the marketing of open houses because of all the people that are looking at real estate and buying a home. They're the Mm -hmm. closest in the funnel to getting into a car. So I really, really liked marketing and focusing on open houses. Nice. Um, okay. I, I'm going off an iPad. I just made some rough notes here. Doing a mail drop of, uh, oh, wait, sort of back, backtrack the for sale sign. So when your house sells, most people just put the sticker on it that says sold. That's lame. You should change the sign writer out, take the top one off, and the dangler cut that off and put a new one on that has a whole new message about selling. The home is sold. Mm-hmm. So why do you, why do you have a sign writer that says text featured to look at the listing? It's the listing's gone now, but the yeah. sign is still there, and the sign's going to be there for maybe another month or however many weeks it's going to be in that that front yard. Yeah. Um, the other thing that you can get is um, it from Staples. You can get it from Amazon. You can get it, and maybe even your real estate board. And it's this like plastic container that fits information sheets, and it's weatherproof. It's mm-hmm. like a box for paper. And um, so we would install those on every sign and people would gobble them up like candy. And so when the home was listed for sale on one, on the front of it, we had the feature sheet uh, all about that property. And then on the back of it, we had all of our other listings. Mm. And then some people might be like, well, why would you advertise other people's listings on my for sale sign? And then to them, I'd say, well, look, now your feature sheet is also included on the other 16 listings. So mm-hmm. it's like a trade-off and we don't have to include it, but I mean, it, I, it's, it's there for a reason. Yeah. And so anyways, those feature sheets would be in there while the sign it's active, the listing is active. But then when the home is sold, we take those feature sheets out and we put in house value reports and to find out what your home is worth and that pe- more people are buying in the area. It doesn't cost you like you only put 20 pieces of paper in it. Like it's not going to cost you a lot of money. Um, and, and, and when the paper is gone, it, it also was part of our um, weekly 
touch program for the the sellers to check in to see how things are going. Because sometimes in some markets, um, a week can go by and there's no showings, right? There, it's, some mm -hmm. markets are a little tougher. And so having the feature sheets was just a nice additional touch that we could follow up on. Now, when you do sell a home, uh, you should go and do a door knock or at least a hand deliver of uh, 50 houses up, 50 houses down of that home just selling. Like, especially in this market, because um, most of the time when we have a, a, a home for sale, you're getting multiple offers. Like right now, in across both countries, Canada and the US, most people are getting multiple offers on the listings that mm -hmm. they have. And so what that means is only one person could buy that property. But there's two, three, 20, 30. Like, I don't know what how many multiple offers you're getting, but some markets is crazy. Yeah. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Even if it's just one, if you only got one extra offer, you got two people that wanted to buy it. One of them did. One of them didn't. I'm using my middle finger for the one that didn't. So one of them didn't get that home. <laughs> so I would actually be door knocking, letting everybody know, look, we got multiple offers on, on one, two, three street. Um, uh, we got X number of offers. What that means is that there's X number of people that are actually still looking and wanting in this neighborhood. And it, it, one thing we know is when one home sells, usually two or three more get listed right away. If you're curious to find out how you stack up on the market and the competition, uh, call me at this number, text me at this number, or go to this QR code. And there's a company called Uline that uh, sells packaging products. And one of the products that they sell is a door hanger baggie. So it's a baggie with a hole punched in it that you can put your information in and then you can leave it on the doorknobs because a lot of people don't have mailboxes um, anymore. <laughs> and so, and also not everybody has a screen door and you don't want to just leave a piece of paper and have it flying around and litter the neighborhood. You look like a jerk. And so anyways, the Uline company is pretty cool because um, not only can you include that little report talking about what I just said, but you could also include business card, magnet, calendar, like other mm -hmm. swag that people like. People love swag. So and it gives you a cool <laughs> little safe space to put it in. Um, traditional print works as well. So doing direct mail um, and newspapers and in those we would include a call to action. So if we did, say we advertise in the newspaper and we had a grid and on that grid, um, we only had space for four listings. That's pretty common. Um, the three would be active listings and the one would be a sold. And the call to action would tell people to text sold to 905-903-5442. And people would just be texting me the word sold. Again, it just comes to me. It's not automated or anything, but I know, oh, he, I, he or she either got direct mail or is looking at the newspaper. And then I would just text them back and have a real conversation mm -hmm. with a real person. Mm -hmm. uh, you 100% should update your email signature as well. Think of how many emails you both, even just the two of you on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis, how many emails do we send collectively a lot? Right. And yeah, so tons, in your yeah. email, in your email signature, um, I see a lot of agents, they'll link to their website. So they'll be like, Oh, find out your house value. And they'll link to their website. You've already got their email. So you don't need to recapture an email. If you send a person to your website, couple things there's a hurdle one the page has to load and they have to digest the content and then they have to tune into what's in it for them and then they have to take action and 
actually type out their name, their phone number, their email before you even know that they had any interest whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage anybody who's listening or watching to um, include a PS in your email signature. And I'll just read one out here. It says listings are selling above asking price. Find out how to price your home correctly. This can help your friends thinking of selling too. Just ask me. Amazing. I'm not sending them to a page. I don't need to send them to a landing page. I'm already emailing them. I've already got their email. I already got their name. Right. I just need to know if they're interested in that. So your whole email signature should be changed to have that, that type of PS because it won't be an avalanche. You might only get one or two or three a year from it. But damn, how much do you guys make for one commission? That's yeah. a lot of money for one simple tactic. Oh, another tactic, since we're talking about email marketing, is um, there's a company called Giphy, G-I-P-H-Y. I don't know if it's a .com or whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyways, it's free, and it allows you to upload two images and have them animate. Yeah. And so you could up, think of this, upload your logo, and then in Canva, make another square that has some sort of call to action, like um, local house values. So it would be your logo and then it flashes local house values, local, local house values. And then yeah. you make that a link because we all have the logo in our email. Yeah. But it's just your logo and it's static. It's just a, a flat image that isn't clickable and doesn't have a call to action. And with this idea, it takes up the same amount of space as what your logo already is taking, but it, it draws attention to it and it works in your Gmail. It works in all, all the emails. It's just how the same way you upload a regular photo you can upload this giphy pn what is it i don't know the file format anyways whatever the file format is it's a picture that flashes and you can yeah. make it for free and i mean there you go that's two email hacks that anybody listening should do today and i can guarantee you if you just do that it'll help you get business oh speaking of guaranteed i have a guarantee way that anybody who's listening can get business next month and it's 100% free. All you have to do is actually do it. So that's going to be the challenge because most people aren't going to do anything we say. It's all entertainment. 100%. So I found a strategy of calling Craigslist and Kijiji. So I would um, pull off a list of all the homes for rent. So these are landlords that have a vacant property and they're trying to rent it out. So I pull off, I go to Craigslist, I go to Kijiji, I go to Facebook Marketplace, and I find all the rentals. I call the landlord up and say, hey, Joey, landlord, I noticed you got a home for rent. Is it still available? And they say, yeah. And I'm like, awesome, Joey. So uh, I am a real estate agent, and I totally appreciate that you're marketing the home on your own to rent it out, which I get. That's totally great. But what if I was to cast a larger net? I'm just curious, if I was to bring you offers for sale, you don't have to accept them. There's no upfront cost. But would you at least be willing to look at offers that I bring you if I happen to have people that uh, would be interested in buying your property? I mean, have you ever considered selling in today's market? And I stopped talking. And <laughs> a lot of landlords don't want to be a landlord anymore. And the challenge with this market is when you sell a home, you're going to make a bank load of money, but you lose out when you buy the other home. Well, these landlords, they, they, they have the home that they live in with the roof over them. And the one that they're advertising for rent is another property, usually. And it's an awesome conversation. I can guarantee you there's probably 50, 100 
landlords mm-hmm. in your city and anybody who's listening, it doesn't matter what city you're in. There's probably at least 50. If you wow. call 50 people with that strategy, are you not going to get one or two that say, yeah, let's talk more? Yeah. Hell yeah. So I can be a brand new agent in any city in North America and I would have business next month by doing that strategy. Guaranteed. That's, That's a, a great yeah. idea. Um, I just, know. Hold on. Sorry, Nathan, just quickly cut you off. I actually have to go. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm going to yeah. leave Nathan's hands for the rest of this. And uh, I'm going to watch back after because I'm like glued to all of Dan's information right now. But yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so super uh, nice to meet you. And I will definitely be watching the end of this afterwards because I'm very intrigued. So cool. I awesome. appreciate you. Bye, Stevie. Thanks for joining us, Stevie. Nathan. Bye. Bye. Um, it's, to follow up on that, so, so the Craigslist Kijiji, some of the times, well, actually a lot of the time during that conversation when I'm calling the landlord, they would say something like, nope, I love being a landlord. I, I'm in my truck. I got my coffee. I'm on my way to fix the toilet yeah. right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so I, I, for them, I'd be like, hey, man, that's awesome. Since you love being a landlord so much, I'm sure you wouldn't want to miss out because we actually have a newsletter that goes out of all the duplexes, the triplexes, the fix and flips and the power of sales here in Durham region. And if not you, who do you know anybody else that's, that wants to be like you and invest in more real estate? Because I'd love to include them on the list. And, and you yourself, what, what's the best that's email so for awesome. that so you don't miss out? And so I'm just using it as a database exercise to build and grow my database. And a a lot of the real estate agents in my early days, they would tell me, you don't want to work with investors because they don't have any loyalty. I'm like, so I got a chance. (laughs) That's how I looked at it. I'm like, I got a chance. They have no loyalty. I got a chance. So as long as they're not under contract and working with somebody else, I have no problem building relationships with people and then diving deeper so that I'm their friend in the business. And, and, um, and the reality is, if you're the one bringing them that deal before they get it from someone else, they're going to, they are going to keep using you. Investors are smart. They'll keep using people who make them money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, All right. Man, there's so, so, so many that. more. I honestly got, we could keep going for another couple hours. Yeah. What if, what if we cut it short? Not that this is short because you didn't want to no, go no, this I long to begin with. We have about five minutes left here. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, what we'll yeah. do is maybe another one in a couple months. Yeah, I'd love to I'll do come, that. I'll now, come back on. the other thing, I, in the last like few minutes, though, explain a little bit what you do. And if anybody uh, wants to reach out to you, wants to know some tips or tricks, I know I love it. I'm a part of a, I get your weekly calls. Um, how, how can we engage with you? Let's let people know that. And then that way we can help uh, grow that sphere for you as well. As a coach. So as, as a way for me to give first, I'm going to suggest anybody who's listening that likes any of my ideas, I'm going to offer all of you, whether you're watching this today live or in the future on a recording, it doesn't matter. Send me a text message and just tell me you heard the webinar. My cell number should be on the screen, but I'll say it's 905-903-5442. Send me a text message and I'll do a half hour coaching call with each and every one of you that actually sends me a text. Totally free. It's not an upsell or a pitch or anything like that. Um, it's just a way for us to have a conversation and, and to talk ideas. So that would be probably the best resource that people would get because I'm, I'm really good at hearing what, what's working with you and what's got you excited. And then I can fill in the gaps with ideas. Um, so I would suggest that would be a good starting point and there's no cost for people. I do, however, awesome. also offer um, done for you marketing where people are like, Dan, these ideas are so great, but can you just do it for me? And to them, I, I say yes. So we do Google ads for people. We do Facebook ads for people. We do different sorts of 
um, done for you, set it and forget it style marketing. So we have that as an option, plus the coaching. So my coaching is different because I found one-on-one -on -one coaching made me a prisoner of the time slot. So I filled up my whole day with like, say, 40 hours a week mm -hmm. worth of coaching calls. And then I became a prisoner every single day. I was that time slot was dedicated to you. So I couldn't fly and I couldn't speak. I couldn't do things in my life that I wanted to. So now my coaching is not reoccurring. My coaching, if a person chooses, is pay as you go. So a person can, if they want, on a monthly basis, pick and choose whenever they want to do a coaching call, or they could do it every other month, or they could do it quarterly, or they could do it uh, once and forget about it, or they could do like a, a three sessions. Like it's totally up to the client. And it's not like monthly reoccurring yearly contract. And it's a benefit awesome. to them. But it's also a benefit to me because now if you do want to do a coaching call, you have to pick a time based on what I have available. Maybe I'm flying and speaking and I can just block off those four days and I don't have to worry about like, I don't know, stuff. <laughs> so anyways, one-on-one <laughs> -on -one coaching. I, I, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching with people as well. Plus we have the group call. So I do a group mm -hmm. coaching call um, twice a month. And so that's $20 a month. So it's really affordable for people to get on that. And you get two live calls plus all of the past recordings. So I have past recordings awesome. that show how to set up a YouTube channel, how to set up your Facebook ads, how to set up Google ads, how to set up remarketing, um, email, follow-up, trip campaigns, connecting with your sphere and scripts, uh, farming and referrals. Like uh, We've got tons of content and it's all pre-recorded and people can go back in time and watch pick and choose your adventure it's like netflix only for real estate <laughs> i love it so uh i'm gonna get danny after all this is said and done we're gonna have uh when we post this up on youtube all his links will be in the description all our links will be in the description uh, i haven't even told you about this danny but you're also welcome to join uh, i started a discord server uh for all agents where we're just gonna join a community and share as much information as possible so for anybody watching this, you'll see the Discord server uh, at the bottom. Please join. I'll give you the, uh, the member to be able to come in. You'll see scripts. We're going to be building it and we'll be sharing ideas. So I'll definitely shoot that. Awesome. And the next time all we right. do this, I'll set my camera so it's not in grayscale. <laughs> yeah. And, and I hope this all worked out for you guys, by the way. I was having internet issues all morning. And every once in a while, I'll see a little bit of a freeze. So I'm hoping that's not on my end. I'm hoping all this was captured. Uh, I think sure. it was. Um, so yeah. Okay. All right, man. Well, thank you very much. Nathan, we'll touch base soon. And yeah, thank you for today. Thank you so much. Nathan, Stevie. Bye, guys. All right. Have a great one, guys.